Welcome to the Uncanny Adventures podcast. Thank you for listening to Uncanny Adventures. If you'd like to support this podcast, please go to patreon.com slash uncanny underscore adventures. Also, thanks to our current patrons, Joe Peabody, McAngus, PowerScore RPG, Scott Borland, and the Dungeon Master. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Uncanny Adventures. Uh, we are playing a D&D 5e one-shot today, and it is the Pudding Fair. Um, this is an adventure uh, by Will Doyle, Sean Merwin, and Cindy Moore from the DMs Guild. And I have some players with me who have decided to venture into this little, uh, literally little, adventure today. So uh, I'm going to go around and let them introduce themselves and the character they're bringing today. And then we're going to get into our adventure and start rolling some dice. So we'll start with uh, Paladin Hulk. Welcome aboard. Hi. It's good to be here. My name is Paladin Hulk. I am a Twitch moderator for Roll For It, Geekspace TV, and Random Tuesday. And I play in uh, Maggie's of uh, Margaret Crone's uh, charity game every week, or, you know, whenever it's on. And today I'm going to be playing for you, Corin Brushstepper. And I'm a fighter, and I dream of being a knight. Now, that's, that's a tall order for a little guy, but I'm learning. I've joined the uh, Temple of Torm. And I've just gotten my Acolyte badge. It's real shiny. I got a lot to learn about being a knight, including how to ride a horse, which I can't really figure out because they're huge. But I've got a lance, and I'm ready to poke some bad guys. Bring them on. Excellent. And Kat, who are you today? Um, I am Kat. I'm a Sun's Stepchild on Twitter. I'm on a whole bunch of streams on Scotty Hood's channel, who I'm pretty sure most of you know. Um, I am playing today Nissa Abrin. She is a forest gnome druid, um, and she is also a spy. And uh, she favors, uh, her beast shape that she favors is a mangy-looking cat. You like it. <laughs> and Jamie, how about you? I'm Jamie, um... If you watch Uncanny Adventures, you see me in pretty much everything. I love you. It happens. <laughs> and today I'll be playing Tiff Meadowdark, the Deep Gnome Storm Sorcerer, who is the smartest person in the entire Underdark. He's read every single book there is. And then he found out that the Underdark is not the entire world. And he ventured out of the Underdark. <laughs> and you may be wondering what this thing is. That's his scar. Because he, when he was first learning spells... He cast a nice little witch bolt that kind of misfired and hit himself in the face with it. And he got a nice little Lichtenberg figure scar from it. And it turned a bit of his black hair white. So he's very distinctive looking, which is not good sometimes. Mm. Very true. And Alexis, welcome aboard. Hello, I'm Alexis. Um, usually can find me on RPG Lab Wednesdays for the Numenera game. I also do a little bit of Blades in the Dark on James Corpse's Monday game, and as well as um, D&D Waterdeep campaign with Scotty's channel. Um, so I'm here and there everywhere. Um, today I'm playing a halfling bard called Bree Greenbottle, who is a wandering entertainer, um, mostly um, telling stories and singing songs. Excellent. So, so our adventurers, uh, you all hail from the area of Baldur's Gate. 
Um, you all have various skill sets and are known to some of the authorities in Baldur's Gate. And were brought in at some point for a job. They, uh, they want you all to go after another halfling who has been committing crimes throughout the area of Baldur's Gate and the surrounding community. And they have word that this halfling thief is taken up in a small village a few days travel outside of Baldur's Gate by horse. And they brought you all in for a specific reason. This little village is known as Honey Puddle. And it's a village of halflings. It's set off in the woods, kind of isolated by itself. The only nearby village to it is a small gnome village set out in the forest. Both of these villages, for the last 300 years, have come together every year at this time to host a festival, the Pudding Fair. And because of your small stature, they feel that you're going to blend in well if they send you in to deal with this issue. So, they have offered to pay your way, they're going to pay you a wage for bringing back the thief, and they have set you up with a disguise. You are all going to the fair as brewers. They have prepped you with a cart, with gear, and with a selection of ales brewed by a local brewer to take with you and to put on display at the fair while you're there. And so you all get together. Some of you have probably worked together before in various positions and things like that, different jobs. But this is, uh, this is your first kind of big mission on your own. This is, this is good for all of your reputation when you get back to Baldur's Gate. And so you, you spend a couple days on the road with your cart and horse and your brewer wagon, and you head off to Honey Puddle. And Honey Puddle is a peaceful little halfling village that's nestled in the arms of the Three Penny Wood, a narrow swath of woodland on the banks of the River Cianthor. It's east of Baldur's Gate. Roughly a hundred strongheart halfling families make their homes here. They live in burrows in the hillside or in stout little cottages along the river. Around the village, it's surrounded by hidden paths that lead in and out of the Feywild, and it's the home of a reclusive community of forest gnomes. Each year, the halflings of Honeypuddle invite their forest cousins into the village for the pudding fair. As you arrive in the village with your cart, it's the evening before the start of the fair. And you are kind of coming up the road with various other carts and things like that, heading for the local inn this, this evening. Um, and you can see in the distance toward the center of town, uh, there's like a large green open field where there's a big tent getting erected in the center tonight and other carts are pulling in and taking up locations. Um, so as you guys pull up, you pull in outside the inn and there's a sign hanging outside. And it says, Squirrel in Nightjar Inn. And there's a little squirrel kind of on the sign, eating a, eating a little acorn. And it's a bus, bustling people coming in and out. But you have a reservation here. As you pull up the cart, mm -hmm. there's uh, enough space to pull it alongside, tether up the horses. And you guys can kind of climb out and take a look around. You see halflings, gnomes, 
all small folk running about, kind of busying themselves, getting ready for the festivities that are coming tomorrow. So what do you guys want to do? I practice riding the horse. All right. Corrin so unhooks the horse from the wagon and proceeds to ride the horse around up and down the central street. And then I fall off because I'm terrible at it. <laughs> the horse, he's, he's, he's an older horse, so when you fall off, he just sort of stops and waits for you to get back up. His name is, <laughs> his name is Phil. Oh, Phil. Dang it, Phil. I was this close to learning. Get back up. He nuzzles your head as you get up and almost knocks you over again. That's not your fault. I, I'm sorry I yelled at you. This is all my fault. Maybe I'm just not cut out to be a knight. Anyway, we should get you, like, stabled. Because this has been a long journey. Bumps you upside the head again like he agrees with that. I know, right? Mm. Are there any other deep knots of our uh, here? Because I know we've got one, and I'm thinking they stand out. Yeah, there's a yeah. handful. Um, there's more forest gnomes because the the forest gnome community is is so much bigger here. But there are a handful, like maybe about you see, as you ride and kind of look about, and people are running about the streets, you you get like eyes on maybe four or five of them. One's like a small family with like two little kids and a mom and dad, and then there's like two others kind of on their own. Tiff is running up to every deep gnome and like talking to them, like, "Hi, I'm Tiff. Do you know me? Hi, do you know me? Hi." Right. Just like, <laughs> just like assumes they all know who he is. Uh, the one, the woman with the two kids, like startled. She's like, "Oh, hello, Tiff." Oh, and she kind of looks at your face, and her hand goes up like the motherly gesture, and she says, "Oh, are you, are you all right?" Oh yeah, this is old. Oh. I did this to myself. And the little boy Not looks up. Purpose. He looks up and says, "What does that?" It's a scar from lightning. What? <laughs> did your hair get all? <laughs> they told me it did. I woke up like two hours later after it happened, but yeah. You know, some of it's white. Yeah, I know. Okay. Can I have white hair, Mom? No, no, so not until you're older. <laughs> okay. They kind of scurry off. And uh, as you're talking to them, and the rest of you are sort of waiting, and Corin is kind of pulling Phil over and getting him set up with a big old bale of hay, um, you see there's a couple more carts that have kind of wheeled up the road. Um, and one in particular sort of catches all of your attention because it appears to be being pulled not by a horse or two, um, but it's being pulled by three very large kittens. And what? sitting on top of the bench, guiding the kittens on the wagon, is this very old halfling woman with bright colored clothes and a little hat on her head. It looks like a big long sock but you realize, oh, that's a hat. And she is just guiding these very large kittens up the road. And you hear her say, no snap, no, we're not, we're not stopping to eat yet. We have to get our wagon to the field. And crackle, no, we're not going right, it's left. Pop, no, pop, pop, you're the, you're the lead, you have to guide these two. And this cart goes kind of wheeling by and you can see, like, it's kind of open on the back, and there's all sorts of confections and candies and things in her cart as she goes wheeling past, bouncing by. And these Ooh, playful candy. kittens, like, they see the horses and they want to go play, and they're, like, pulling in different directions, and she's having a time of it just keeping the kittens in check. I wonder why she didn't use adult cats. 
Tim's attention was drawn by the cats and then enraptured by the candy. He's just like staring wide eyed, just like, oh my god. And you watch her go up the main street and she kind of pulls in, like, she doesn't pull into the gate that leads into the field, but she sort of pulls off to the left of it in like a space that's right in front of the gate of the green. And you see her pull over and start kind of trying to untether these kittens and sort of get their attention and keep them from sort of running off and going off and playing. Gosh, this fair is so complicated and impressive. So when you say they're giant kittens, they're like bigger than us? They're like horse-sized kittens, but they're like house cat kittens. Have we ever seen anything like this before? <laughs> Probably not. No, this may be the <laughs> first time you've seen something like this. <laughs> Yeah, so like at first Nissa was kind of like ho- uh, looking around, she was trying to see if she saw the person we're here for, and then she was just completely enraptured by the kittens, and she's going to run off and, and, and try and play with them, and <laughs> hopefully help keep them from, you know, just bounding off into the wilderness. Alright, so you, uh, you run off, uh, and one of the kittens is in fact sort of like clawing at the fence that surrounds the field, you know, like a, almost like a cat pose, but she's mm-hmm. so big, she's like almost pulling it out of the ground as she claws. And uh, the old woman is like, got her finger in the other one's face, and she's like, Pop, no Pop, I told you no treats until we set up the cart. And she doesn't see this. Uh, so when you run up, do you want to try to uh, help the other one to not pull the whole fence out? You can make a uh, animal handling. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna attempt to distract it. Hopefully it'll play with me and not, you know, claw this town to hell and back. Oh boy. <laughs> That's a 12. Alright, uh, so it sort of, like, turns around and swats at you, but it doesn't put its claws out. It's kind of that playful, like, swat to kind of move you aside as it wants to continue. And, uh, the little old halfling woman sort of turns around and she says, oh, no, 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 come over here, you. And, um, she wanders over and you see she's this just adorable but sort of ancient-looking little old halfling. And she mm-hmm. says, oh, thank you so much. Oh, come here, Snap. No, no, no. We don't play with the other with the other people. We know better than that. And she's like, thank you so much for looking after my little friend. I'm like, oh, yeah, no, it's it's fine. I, um, I love cats. <laughs> oh, I do as well. These, these, these ones are, they're wonderful creatures, though they are quite precocious and get into so much trouble sometimes. Where did you Can get I ride them? one? Can I ride a kitten? I mean, you can certainly try, though they may think you are a chew toy if you do. Adventure! I uh, try to pole vault onto the cat's back using my lance. Do you want to make me an acrobatics check for your pole vault? I sure do. Let's go <laughs> failure. <laughs> acrobatics, you said. Did it register? Yeah, there we go. Alright, so... You um no you actually successfully pull vault onto the kitten's back and uh as you do it sort of looks up in surprise as what is this on my back? Uh roll me an animal handling check to see how successfully you can direct this kitten when you go to ride it. Ooh. Oh. So you actually uh pull vault up and you get behind its head and it's about to sort of do a roll and sort of like try to pull you under it to play with you. No and- no kitty, you're supposed to be a horse now. No, uh, no, no. <laughs> you get your you get your like fingers up and you kind of scratch behind its ears and it sort of starts to purr 
And then it starts bounding around with you on its back. Yeah, this is the dream. <laughs> oh my, look at that. Isn't that just lovely? It's always nice when they play nice with others. Be careful, though. They <laughs> they sometimes don't know their own strength, and they might eat you. Do, do, they, do they eat people often? Oh, no. No, no, no. They're usually very good. Like, usually. guide the kitty to where it's supposed to be. Thank you very much, my dear. Thank you, thank you. Can, hey, can, can I ask why you're you're using predators as your horses? Oh, they're not really predators. They're just they they're just uh, house cats when I'm home. But they make for really good uh, animals of burden, I guess. When I need to pull my candy cart around. Are they are they usually smaller? Oh yes, yes, much smaller when they're in the house. My goodness, they would wreck okay. everything if I if I left them this size. We figured it out. They're magically enlarged, everybody. <laughs> and calm down. They're just magically enlarged kitties. Magic, I know magic. Yes. These two little twins uh, off to one side sort of giggle when you say that, and then they kind of run off into the distance. And they and they yell as they go, Bye, Nanny! We'll see you at the fair tomorrow! Like, oh, aren't they just precocious? You know, those two can be trouble. Last year, they... Last year, they almost lit the big tent on fire at the pudding fair. Let me tell you. How oh, they do here that. I was worrying about the kitties. The arsonists. Well, luckily, there's, a, there's you know, those that do good deeds, and they kept those two young men in line, and they did not cause more trouble than we needed. But I should get my cart set up for tomorrow. I want to get to bed a bit early tonight. It was nice to see you all. Thank you for helping with Snap, Crackle, and Pop this evening. You're welcome. Bye, kitties. Maybe I'll see you in the morning. Yeah, well, definitely. That would be good. Is anyone going to help me with these barrels or just gonna pet animals <laughs> all day? If you see giant kitties, you play with the giant kitties. Like, that's not something you see every day. I but don't see anything from the barrel. Tiff's gonna run over and help with the barrels. Right. Yeah, same. Right. So, does anyone of us actually know how to brew? No. No? I mean, I I'm watch good at lying, brew. And I know I'm decent at, at lying and telling people I'm good at brewing. <laughs> oh, let's give it a shot. Tell me, what can you tell me about what is in this barrel? Is it good? I guess I'm gonna roll a deception back. Sure. Oh Ooh. shit! <laughs> uh, how about Koran roll an insight to see how how much you believe this uh, tall tale? What, what do you tell him, Nissa? Yeah, what is the tall tale? Yes, tell oh, us. Oh yeah, no, like I tell him it's it's about <clears throat> it's it's this beautiful ale that's harvested from hops from like fourteen different counties. <laughs> hops, <laughs> like what rabbits do. Yeah, and it, it's aged for I don't I don't know like a couple years. She's mostly just making shit up and hoping for the best. <laughs> wow, that sounds amazing. I thought you said you didn't know how, how this whole brewing thing works. You sound <laughs> like a real expert. <laughs> this uh, halfling kind of uh, walks by. He's an older. He's got like this pinched face and he walks by and like, Ups. Ups are always good in a good brew. He keeps kind of hobbling by. He's like, oh, I gotta get to the greenhouse. He's got to make sure everything's all set. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Bye. 
Gosh, everyone is so busy. Uh, Everyone's so friendly here. I like it. And then uh, a, another small halfling woman, maybe about middle age, kind of steps out onto the porch and she's like, Oh, well, welcome to the squirrel in the and then how are you today? Uh, good. You? Um, excellent. I'm Maddie. Are you are you checking in for the fa- for the fair? I think so. Uh, yes, we are. Uh, let's see. I've got a lot of people staying. I, I do have a reservation already, and uh, you you know that you had a lot of things all set up ahead of time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you all are uh, the, you know your the brewers out of Baldur's Gate. Like they told you that that would be your reservation. Yeah, from Baldur's Gate. Uh, we're the brewer people. Oh, it's from Baldur's Gate. Oh, you brought the alcohol. Excellent. Uh, yes. Yeah, so the squirrel and night are in. We have we have good accommodations. There. Are, uh, one, two. Yes, four of you. I was expecting. I have a, a set of rooms upstairs for all of you. And the horse. We have stables for the horse. And you can uh, set up anywhere if you want to do samples inside in the in the bar here. You can do that here. Uh, during the festival, we will set you up a table off to a side, and otherwise, uh, there's space up at the fairgrounds for you to set up for yourselves as well. Uh, yeah, sure, that sounds lovely. Setting up samples, hops, got it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. You well. do realize, Corin, that means you're not supposed to drink everything, right? Oh, I never touch this stuff. Is that so? Well, yeah, at, at the Temple of Torm, they, they frown on all that stuff. Uh, don't say that loudly. We're after all brewers. <laughs> I'm also from the Temple of Torm. Well, I mean, as long oh. as there's nothing wrong with brewing it, you just can't drink it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the god of courage and liquid courage. That's cheating. You gotta get the real stuff from inside. So, uh, Maddie disappeared inside. She comes back and she holds out, uh, keys for each of you. She says, you have a room upstairs. It's got a small common space. And then there's a couple of rooms off of it for each of you. Ooh. Uh, okay, thank you. Tiff grabs a key. All right. You probably want to get to bed early tonight. The festival is, it's exciting and it runs all day. Uh, from about 8 a.m. right through until after dark, and there's fireworks at night and all sorts of fun and entertainment. It starts at 8 a.m.? 8 a.m., yes, of course. I mean, you need to get up early if you want to go do everything that you can. It's going to be spectacular. Bigger than last year. Should we do that setting up thing now, then, so we can sleep in a little? Yes. Yeah, Yeah, so, like, if it starts at 8 a.m., do people start setting up at 7, or...? Oh, they can, but if you want to go pull your card up into the into the green and, and get yourselves a nice little spot, then you are more than welcome to. I think there's actually a, a spot, if you're quick, there may be a spot still open across from Nanny's candy cart. Right outside oh. the gates, everybody will see you. Uh, sure. Okay, do we want to leave, like, one or two of the barrels healed here to do sampling inside the tavern and then take the rest over to the uh, field? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. This one with the good ideas... Guys, we get to be across the street from the kittens. I know. I don't know if the kittens are going to be there. Aren't they like going to be in the stables? I don't know. Or maybe she shrinks them back down. Cats. I mean, how is a cat really going to be contained within a stable? Have you seen a cat with ropes? 
Mm-hmm. You're not gonna tie them up. Also, no, a keg can escape like literally anything. Including mosquitoes, yeah, kitties. You know about cats. So I just know how to ride things badly. Phil grudgingly will be pulled away from his hay bale to pull your cart up the rest of the way up the street and set up. And you see, uh, the little old lady nanny is is kind of walking back. Her cart is kind of set off to the side. And now you see, uh, riding on either shoulder is Snap and Crackle, and on the top of her head, curled up in the sock hat, is Pop. And they're small. They're kitten size. And she's walking away with them on her shoulders and on her head. Oh, they're little again. You think those are the same? (sighs) Remember, magic. They said that they they were just enlarged. That must really be awkward when that happens in the middle of, like, riding your cart. I mean, I imagine she does it intentionally, so she knows when it's going to happen. That would be handy. Yeah. So, I've just had a thought. Like, we're here to catch a thief. And Mm -hmm. we're just about to set up all our valuable stuff out in the open. And then go to sleep somewhere far away from all our valuable stuff. This seems like a bad idea. For what it's worth. We didn't buy the booze. And that said, I was thinking... That is true. Everyone's... Uh, are, we, are we relatively alone here? Uh, on your cart, yeah. Like, the rest of the carts have are either in the field setting up or people have made their way back into town to, like, stay with friends or to get to the inn. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, everybody's talking about how they're going to bed early. I feel like we should not do that and should sneak around and see what we can see in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. I can stay with the cart and all our stuff so it doesn't get stolen by that thief. Don't you want to go sneaking around too? I mean, I can, but I don't know. I'm just, I can make, I don't know. I can make all of us really, really stealthy. I have a spell that can sort of like hide our, our tracks behind us and things. And then I can also jingle my heavy armor. (laughs) (laughs) And then I can also uh, turn into a cat so I can, I can look like I belong here. I imagine there are still plenty of stray cats wandering around the area aside from the kittens. You could turn into a cat? I can, Or yeah. a kitty. <gasps> or a kitty. I mean, I think ma- it's still mostly an adult, but like I can, it's a small cat. That's well, cool. If you do turn into a cat, try not to get adopted by a family. No oh, promises. But that would be adorable. <laughs> <laughs> and then ha- when they're halfway through petting you, you can pop out and say surprise. <laughs> And scare everyone shitless. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it'd be funny for a moment. And then you'd get thrown out. And they'd be like, ah, who's this person in my house? And you'd be like, ah, it was me. Yeah, but I, I, can, I can turn into a couple of different animals, so I can definitely go unseen. Or at least people see me, they just won't care because I look like I belong. What's the biggest thing you can turn into? <clears throat> A giant badger, I think. I like badgers. They have a really friendly face. Yeah, like, it's giant badger, elk, a really big horse. Those are all good options. (laughs) (laughs) Well, if we go sneaky, I have a way I could talk to all of you. Not all at the same time. I'm going to pick one of you at a time. And then you can talk back to me and that's it. But I can do it. 
still that useful. That sounds super useful. It is. I like it. So, because um, I'm, I'm really bad at stealth, jingle jingle, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to stay on the cart and let, and let you three do all the sneaky investigating work. And like look for clues. Well, if you wanted, yeah, you could you could talk to people, see if um I imagine everybody's going still gonna they're gonna go to bed early, but I mean, let's be real, most people are gonna sit up in the tavern drinking for a while. Uh that was my thinking. I was thinking about passing the taverns and asking around, maybe there's some rumors about this thief. Good call. I'm just gonna sit on the wagon. Okay. So Corin finds a spot on the wagon. I'm gonna try to hide and be awful. Okay, make a make a stealth check for hiding amongst the brew on the wagon. Should we try and help him like throw something in the room? Good enough. So he hunkers down in the back of the wagon. Got a line of sight on the road leading up to the field and the field itself. Can I I see? I have my crossbow out just in case. You never know. What what is your passive perception, Tiff? A ten. Uh, yeah, you look over and it's like, oh yeah, there's corn in the back of the cart. Shiny <laughs> <laughs> helmet. Tiff does like that loud whisper. I can see you. Everyone I can see can you see too. Hi. Hi. I'm gonna try piling some stuff on top of him. Hey, that's my head. <laughs> Nothing like real heavy, but like a tarp or whatever. I don't know. You oh, you eyeball. You eyeball one empty barrel with like one of those holes in it, like, and you're like, perfect. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's gonna be really uncomfortable. <laughs> it's quite close quarters, especially in the armor. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't see very much out of this one hole. <laughs> <laughs> Very inconspicuous, yes. So, um, and as you guys are, are setting him up in the cart and covering with the barrel, kind of looking around, so you can see across the way, uh, Nanny's little cart with all her candies and stuff just over there by the fence. Um, you look a little ways inside, you see there's like a livestock pen with various um, animals inside, all set up for tomorrow. Um, kind of off to the right of the main road, there's a, a cart, and it looks like it's... um. Got like uh, in the back of it, you see kind of the halfling kind of closing it up, but it's got like um, various like herbs and things hanging from the ceiling. So you think this is some kind of herbalist that's got her cart set up, and sort of tucked right in behind you guys beyond the fence, uh, you see it looks like someone has set up like a yard sale. There's all sorts of various like items kind of ready to go for tomorrow to be sold, and then beyond that, go ahead. Do we know what it was this thief was supposed to have stolen? So, um, what you know about this thief, uh, her name is Elsie Rumnuckle. Uh, so she is a lightfoot halfling. And apparently, from what you're told, she has literally been on the run most of her life. Uh, she's been tracked by various bounty hunters, the law's been looking for her, past employers have been looking for her, even her father, who... They have a very tumultuous relationship, and he is, from what you hear, rumor-wise, not a good person. So, um, so she's been basically keeping on the run all this time, and she's burgled, she's robbed 
various institutions um, of money. She's done different uh, like operations where she set up somebody else to take the fall for somebody. She is basically like a all-around criminal type. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we wouldn't recognize anything specific. <laughs> she was here to sell it. Um, and do we have any kind of physical description? Um, so she is uh, this smaller framed kind of very pretty, which is one of her features of getting away with some things. Uh, halfling who's got sort of like a short crop, dirty blonde hairdo and uh, like bright blue eyes. She's known to she's known to uh, wear like leather armor kind of cloaked with a black cloak to keep hidden. Things like that. Doesn't stay in one place for too long. Alright. Well, I'm gonna go to the next best tavern and start asking around. Alright, so you actually see the crowd is all moving toward the the tavern and inn where you're staying. Um, and you can see people are sort of inside. The, the candles and lanterns are up and they're kind of... Uh, Start enjoying each other's company, making new friends for new people who are in town for the festival, and there's just a whole mix of halflings and just gnomes who have come in from outside. Some of the gnomes have, have set up like tents off and kind of on the edge of the village, and they're not actually staying in the inn because there's just so many people, the inn couldn't hold everybody. And so it's just this nice little like party atmosphere. Mm hmm. Uh, is it getting toward evening at this point? Yeah, you guys pulled in around uh, a little ways before sunset. You guys take a little time to set up the cart. So the sun's kind of gone down. And, um, you know, the small families have kind of gone off to set the kids to bed to get them up early for the fair. Uh, um, I'm going to go into the to the tavern and uh, sort of look to Bray and be like, all right, I'm off to bed and sort of like give her a significant look and then when I get up to our room I'm gonna try and climb out the window do I think it would be easier should I turn into something that can climb better than I can um you think that it's not too bad to get out the window it doesn't seem like um you'd have too much trouble there's kind okay. of like a low roof that goes around the bottom floor of the building oh. then I will do that <laughs> All right. So, so hopefully everyone thinks so we're not going to be outside prowling around. Okay, so Nissa goes upstairs. Do you want to give me a stealth check and an acrobatics to, or athletics, whatever is better for you to scramble down off the roof? Uh, acrobatics, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a little better. Alright, so you, you kind of scramble out on the roof. Um, you misjudge the pitch of it just a little bit, and you kind of do that little slide on your back. Whoop! But catch yourself before you get to the end and sort of shimmy down like a back post and mm -hmm. drop behind the inn. And you kind of, looking around, you don't see anybody that looks like they noticed you go out the window. Okay, if there are still people in the street, then I'm going to go ahead and use one of my beast shapes and turn into a cat. Okay. So you disappear out the window and turn into a cat. What are What's Tiff doing? Um... Tiff is probably wandering around the fairgrounds trying to see, like, what other types of carts there are. Okay. To kind of, like, see if we can scope out, hey, maybe this is going to be a cart that the thief is going to hit. Alright, so, um, as Corrin is in his bucket sitting in the back of the cart, and Bree and Nisa have gone back to the, uh, the inn, 
you kind of wander up the main street and kind of down the little side paths. Um, and what you take in with your stroll is the centermost feature of the, the fair is this very large tent that's been erected in the middle of the field. And everything kind of fans out from there. Um, there is a cider stand nearby the tent. Um, there is the livestock pen that you passed on your way in and the village herbalist cart. The yard sale is kind of off in the back. And it looks like they've got, from what you can see, it's kind of various just household, like maybe trinkets somebody would have had for a long time that they look like they're trying to part with. Mm-hmm. You you pass, you know, the cart full of candies and treats and things like that from the old halfling woman. Um, there's a stand set up and it has like a nice bright sign and it says puppet show, but it's closed up right now. Um, you pass an area where there's a potter's kiln set up on a, on a stand. Uh, and there's some various pottery kind of set up around it. Uh, you see, of course, this area that's open. And at one end, there's kind of a railing. And then at the other end, there's targets. And you think that this is some kind of like archery range, probably. There is also a large area that's set up. Uh, it looks like it's a, a kid-sized kind of like castle. And it's set up in this like open space. And there's a fence around it with flags all around it. You're not sure. Maybe it's some kind of like playground for the kids or something. You're not really sure what this is for. Um, there's a, a small stage kind of set up in one corner. Um, nearby that, there's uh, like a, a couple easels set up with some uh, parchment kind of ready. And you see a collection of like chalks and things like that. You think that maybe it's like an artist stand. You pass the space where there's tanks of eels. Ew. Mm. But you look at them and you're like, you're pretty sure that those that that's a delicacy. Like people people enjoy eating those, but you're not sure what the deal is with what they're gonna do with tanks of them. Um, there's a brightly colored tent set up, and inside you can see there's like a, a crystal ball, and on the outside it says uh, "Full of the Psychic." Um, and then there's what appears to be a wrestling ring. There is an area that is like a small pond and there's like various flat rocks kind of piled up on one side in a bucket. You think they'd be good for skipping into for the skipping. water? Mm-hmm. And can I like, can I subtly grab a rock and just skip it for fun? Oh, okay. So you can. I want you, you pick up a rock. And you're going to try to skip this beautiful little rock across the water. So, why don't you roll me, uh, roll me an acrobatics. Okay. So you give it a, and it kind of gives like maybe three skips and then it kind of skips off on its own and disappears under the water. And the last thing that you notice... Then I keep walking. Yeah, and as you're walking back, the only other thing that you notice is um, that there is this little area. It's kind of another little open field. uh, And in a little kind of crate, kind of set with some food and some water, there's a little piglet sort of just chomping away and kind of curling up and getting ready to go to bed. And you see a sign that says, Catch the boar, win a prize. 
<laughs> Can I? No. <laughs> He's just gonna kind of like lean over the fence and try to touch the piglet, but not actually go into it. Make an animal handling check. Oh god, this is gonna be bad. Oh, oh, no, it's not. So you you lean in and you stick your finger in between the crate sides, and uh, the little piglet kind of comes over and nuzzles at your finger and kind of squeals real quietly at you, and uh, kind of it's it seems like it really like takes you almost immediately. And I'm just like, oh, I caught it! I get a prize! Yes. <laughs> so and then balloons come gonna, falling down. <laughs> yep. Then he's just gonna wander back towards our cart. All right, so inside the Barbary, you you kind of wander in and are sort of uh, settling in in there. What are you up to? Well, I'm just uh, giving people smiles and winks around, looking if, like, there's any loud, boisterous people, if anyone's, like, chatting excitedly. Um, so you do see uh, the barmaid, Maddie, and uh, the little old lady, Nanny, are kind of talking off in the corner. Um, and you hear, like, someone mention, Oh, yeah, Nanny, back again. How old do you think she is? She never says. She doesn't seem to age a day, though. Wonderful candies and treats, so she brings to the fair. Don't you know? If you haven't tried them, you should. Always feel better after I have one of Nanny's candies. But, you know, you can't just... She won't just give the candies out to anybody. She, she waits and watches, and if you're... If you do something nice for someone... A lot of times she'll slip you one as a, as a like a, a prize and she tosses your hair like maybe you're one of her grandkids. Well, this is interesting, but it doesn't concern our thief, Sally. Um, and you listen around. Uh, you can make me just make me like a perception check to kind of listen around to see if you hear anything else of interest. <laughs> um. So yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> As you listen, the uh, the conversations don't seem to, to bring up anything to do with a, a thief. It seems that if this thief is in town, as far as you can tell, no one has taken hide or hair, like, seen them, heard of them, or even know that they may be lurking nearby. Um, but otherwise, you just hear random, like, fun chatter, like, uh, people kind of daring each other to try to catch the boar, other people bragging about their prowess at archery and how they're going to be the winner this year of the purse. Um, a couple of the gnomes are kind of arguing with a halfling about who's going to be the best wrestler. And they're just kind of going on and on. You hear people sort of taking bets on the livestock competition and who might have the best in in the, the competition this year. So there's just a lot of uh, just general fair chit-chat. Like everybody's really excited for tomorrow and what it's going to bring. I I'm gonna just stay and try and listen to, even though it's not helping. Um, hmm. We didn't really agree on any place to like meet up again, didn't we? Nope. <laughs> we didn't well, think that far ahead. I guess I'll just wait and like keep listening in the bar until everyone else gathers. All right. And uh, meanwhile, so Nissa, you have disappeared outside. You have turned into a cat. And you are wandering about. What are you doing? Um, well, I'm mostly wandering the streets, see if I see anybody else in town. <clears throat> and if not, then I'm going to head to uh, the fairgrounds. Okay. So um, you can make me a perception check as you wander around town. Sure. 
All right, so uh, looking around, I mean, there are a few people who are now starting to head out from the bar, heading back. You see, uh, like, this one crotchety old gnome who you catch a glimpse of, like, he sticks his cane right under somebody's ankle and just pulls. And this person goes down in a heap. And they weren't really staying on their feet too well on their own to begin with. And you just hear him this little... <laughs> as he kind of turns and makes his way the other way. And the group of friends that are with this other gnome kind of pick him up, unbeknownst to them, that this guy tripped him. And he just mm -hmm. sort of wanders off, laughing to himself, um, disappearing up the street. You also, as you're wandering, um, you eventually uh, gain a couple of uh, friends as Snap, Crackle, and Pop seem to have wandered off from Nanny and are now following you, sort of, <laughs> at first keeping a distance, like, who's this? Who's this? <laughs> And so you have kind of a trio that kind of follows along, and if you turn back and look at them, they sort of stop and sniff or scratch at something like they're innocent. They're like the cats that think they're hunting. They're like, when you turn around, they just freeze and think, if I'm not moving, she can't see me. You turn back and you got, you know, Pop is like down, like, with the pounce, and you just see him roll over on it and like kind of scratch at his you just kind of look around like... <laughs> Uh, uh, for a while, I'll ignore them. If they look like they're going to be distracting and, and uh, uh, bothersome, then I will um, probably just turn around and pounce on one of them and, and play wrestle for a bit. All right, yeah. So eventually, like you do, Crackle gets a little bit like rambunctious and starts really like you see him dash through like a pile of buckets behind a house and like knock him <laughs> over. So you you do have to like kind of leap in and sort of handle that crap because it mm -hmm. looks like. Uh, Snap is going to go next if you don't do something about Crackle. Like, it's all a downward spiral once you get started. Yeah. I'll, um... It's sort of like do the thing where uh, you jump on one and just put my paw over and be like, shh, stay down, stop, quiet, I'm doing something. I don't know if they can understand me because my cat, but she's saying the cat version of that. Uh, it... Crackle kind of lays there for a minute looking up at you. And then kind of, like, licks like, under the, you know, like, oh, okay. I'll do that and sort of, like, nuzzle them and then I'm heading off to see if I can see anyone else. All right. And they, they at that point, they kind of go off on their own to get into other trouble. Um, so you, and you wander into the fairgrounds. You pass the cart. Uh, Corrin, is, are you still in your barrel, Corrin? Of course. <laughs> I will jump on the cart and, and sort of, like, put my nose up to the hole that I'm pretty sure he can see out of and purr and then keep going. Mission report. I have spotted a cat. <laughs> it's really harmless. <laughs> you know what would be the worst if the, like, thief is actually using uh, Wild Shape to escape? <laughs> and we wouldn't know. So well, hopefully they don't know we're here. So you uh, you bound down from uh, the cart and you head into the, the grounds itself. And you you can hear somebody like kind of walking around. And up ahead you see uh, Tiff kind of around the corner. Looking very pleased. Like, just a big smile. Like, just had the best day. <laughs> <laughs> He's kind of muttering himself, I pet a pig today, I saw some candy, I skipped a rock. Just rehashing his day to himself. 
Yeah, recognizing him, the main G cat is just gonna like wander over and do the like thing where she winds between his legs, but not really. I'm pretty certain he probably does it, or they probably don't recognize me. No, he kind of reaches down and pets her, kitty, hi kitty, and then he tries to pick her up. She will bite you. You're not a nice kitty. You can walk away. She's the main sheets looking cat you've ever seen. Best kind of cat. <laughs> yeah, she does not look like a, a sweet little country cat. She looks like the sort of cat that gets in to fight for giant rats. <laughs> hey, you gotta be able to defend yourself when you're a cat, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, so you wander around a bit after uh, you bite Tiff and... It seems like everything's pretty quiet in the fairgrounds. Like, you don't see any movement of this thief that you're looking for anywhere around. And everything else kind of seems like it's, you know, you get the feeling this is kind of a well-oiled machine. They, they've done this so many times that everybody is just kind of comfortable with how things go and, and what's the next step of what's going to happen. Okay. Um, once I've been wandering around for about... Um... An hour, I think, is as long as I can keep my beast shape. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna go back to the cart and and like jump up on top of the barrel that uh, Corin is under, and like lean down and sort of put my paw in front of the hole, and then I'm turning back into a gnome. I'm leaning down. Hey, um, I don't see anything. I don't know if you want to stay here overnight. If you want, I can make you invisible for about an hour, but. It still it would end after that. So Corin. I'm saying to Corin. So Corin, the dru- the druid has popped back from uh, kitty cat shape right. and is sitting on top of your barrel, talking inside to you. I don't see anyone. Turn around. Nope. No, I lean down. I'm I'm looking into the hole in the barrel, and I'm back. Ah, to being- I'm being back to being a gnome, which is really kind of funny because, of like, my crossbow. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> <laughs> the crossbow bolt bursts out of the, the barrel. She would oh, probably oh, fall oh, off I'm the so barrel. Sorry. <laughs> oh, did I get you? I hope I didn't. No, get you. you're fine. Okay, good. Do you want to not be in a barrel anymore? I can make you invisible for like an hour. I mean, that would be more comfortable than the barrel. Okay. I will, I will do that. I will cast invisibility on him. Yeah, invincibility. Yeah, not that one. Different spell. <laughs> that one's much worse. Much I get out of the barrel. Ow. You know, heavy armor is already pretty uncomfortable. But like heavy armor plus barrel? That's yeah. not fun. Uh, but you still got to be quiet because people can still hear you. They just can't see you. Oh, right. I saw a cat while I was on patrol here. Yeah, that was me. Damn it. I saw a cat, too. I saw a cat, too. Is that you? <laughs> yes, it was. You bit me. You tried to pick me up! I thought you were just a kitty. Don't You don't pick up random cats you don't know! Oh, I don't know that. <laughs> well, now you know. Jeff kind of pulls out a little piece of parchment. <laughs> don't pick up cats. <laughs> Did, did we make any progress on finding this thief? Not really. I just saw some dude in town. He's kind of a jerk. I pet a pig. Was the pig a thief? 
<laughs> it stole my heart. <laughs> oh, that's cute. Where is this pig? Uh, that way. Unrelated, I'm gonna go for a bathroom break, and I head straight <laughs> for the pig. <laughs> <laughs> so you you go through the fairgrounds and take a right at the big tent and go up past the little pond, and you see inside this little crate this tiny little piglet kind of curled up. Uh, this is too small to ride. I will remind you, if you try to ride the pig, you are invisible right now. No. <laughs> I'm just imagining how this little pig would react if you just see footsteps in the mud going towards. I also try to pet the pig. Uh, it should be easy considering it can't, like, evade me because I'm invisible. Yeah, so you pet the pig because he doesn't know you're coming, and then he sort of, there's this little squeal, and <laughs> as it doesn't realize what has just poked it, and it kind of starts running around the little crate, and looking around. Right, I guess it's a pretty good spell after all. <laughs> it's fun. Then I climb back up. Alright, so you move back, go back to the cart. Uh... Tiff and Nissa, what are you guys doing now that it's... It's probably been a couple hours you guys have done a thorough search of the little village, the fairgrounds. Um, most people have kind of turned in from the bar. It's quieting down over by that end of the, of the village, too. Um, Tiff is probably standing on the barrel that Corn was under, just kind of looking around, just keeping an eye out for stuff. Are you going to stay at the cart, Corn uh, and Tiff, all night? Or are you going to, at some point, make your way back to the inn? Well, the later it gets, the more like likely it is that this thief will strike. So I'm going to stay at the cart and immediately fall asleep. <laughs> Tiff will probably stay at the cart. Okay. And, and just kind of just chill there. Keep Nissa, a watch out. Nissa, what are you doing? Um, I'm heading back to the tavern. I'm going to try and climb up and then go down through the house or through, through right. the window again. So climbing back up is going to be athletics to, to scurry back up onto the roof. Sure. Yeah. That's good enough, yeah, because you've got the help of the, the posts and stuff like that. You kind of make your way up. You get a little bit hung up just toward the top as you have to make the transition from vertical to horizontal onto the roof itself. Mm -hmm. But you clatter back inside and go through the window. Uh, meanwhile, Bree, so you, you've just kind of been partying with the locals and the, and the visitors downstairs. Um, mm -hmm. a couple of them have inquired about the, the table that's set up off to the side and these, these various barrels that, what's, what's over there? They kind of look around. Is that, is that free booze? Free booze? Are they giving free booze for the festival this year? I don't know. Oh. Oh, uh, which barrels are they looking at? So they're looking right at the barrels that you guys kind of set up off to a side of the table and discussing whether or not those are, that's free alcohol and should they partake. Uh, how do you think someone's supposed to make money if we're just giving away booze? Of course that's not free booze. That's the booze we're selling. Oh. Me and my crew. What, what, what's in the barrels? Is there anything good? I mean, we made it. I hope it's good. Do you, do you want to buy and try? Uh, sure. We'll throw down a little bit of pocket change for some, some new taste of the brew. Uh, and do I have any clue what's in there? Um, 
You can uh, roll me an intelligence check to see if you remember which barrel contained what. There's about three <laughs> barrels set up by the table. <laughs> um, you're pretty sure that one of them's supposed to be real hoppy, according to, to Nissa. Uh, maybe it was the middle one? I'm going to pour a couple of uh, glasses off the middle one and just be like, this is our new drink. Give it a try. See what you think. Alright, so they, they throw down a couple silver pieces each for it, and they kind of give it a little bit. One of them's like, it's a little heavy for me. That's a little heavy. Uh, the other, one of them just kind of takes a drink and he's like, mm, no, pretty good. It's got a heavy flavor. And he kind of reaches over and takes the other one that's complaining. And he pours it into his glass too. And he's like, you won't miss it. And he kind of chugs it down. And the, the third one's like, oh, I could, I could get the answer to this. Matt, you should see if Maddie wants to buy a couple barrels. Uh, we'll see. Hopefully we'll be able to sell quite a lot of it tomorrow. Oh, sounds good. Maybe we'll see you at the festival, friend. Uh, if you want, I'll challenge you in the wrestling contest. He smiles. Uh, wrestling's not my thing, but I think one of my compatriots might come by. Oh, alright then. We always like new challengers. Fresh blood, you know. I'll tell them about it. We'll see you. Alright. Have a good evening. We're gonna head out. We Early morning tomorrow. And is anyone else coming to the tavern or is everyone just gonna snoop around all night? <laughs> uh, so the last you saw, Nissa had gone upstairs to bed. Uh, and Tiff and Corin had not come back yet. They were still out somewhere in the village. You know Corin was hiding in the cart. Well, I, I, I did sort of, like, look to Brie when I left and hope that she would remember that I had talked about going out um, and snooping around. But after a bit, before, like, an hour is over, I would come back and, um, like, come from downstairs like I never left. <laughs> hey, I, um, I, someone said you're going to sleep. What's going on? Uh... I'm gonna try and find some place to talk where it's quiet and private. Okay. Well, there's not that many people left there now. No, there's just uh like one or two in the corner that are the heavy drinkers, and Maddie's kind of cleaning up the cups and uh, getting everything tidied up for before she goes to bed. Okay. Uh, then I'll I'll uh, go sit down at wherever you're sitting. Uh, looking around, I didn't see anything. Um. Tiff and Corin are still out there watching. I think they might want to stay there all night. I don't know how well they're going to sleep, though. <laughs> um, I guess I'll set up a watch or something, but I didn't see anything. All I saw was, like, one jerk guy in town, but... Well, this is a fair. I'm surprised you've met just only one jerk. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, it's like everybody's already asleep, and it's a pretty small town. Well, if we've got Tiff and Coring watching our cart, I guess we can retreat for tonight. We do need our energy for tomorrow if we're gonna catch this person. Yeah. Um. Well, in that case, you'll excuse me. I've had... I don't know how many drinks tonight. I'll go and sleep it off. I'll see you in a couple of hours. 
Oh, if you don't see me, I'm down at the cart. I'm trying to think, do we have enough hours left in the night that we could feasibly set up a watch so that all of us would get enough rest for the night? Probably not at this point, because okay. it is, it's I'm getting on to already sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> and also sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> so, Nisa, do you go up and go to bed in the room in the end? Uh, yeah, we've, we've got it. Why not use it? <laughs> Alright, so, everybody, uh, Tiff, you eventually nod off as well. Probably. Mm. He probably like. Is I'm very... hoping Corin is hidden when he falls asleep because otherwise he'll be visible. <laughs> because once I pass out, invisibility ends. <laughs> Tiff is very like. I am determined to keep watch and does it for like an hour, then just falls asleep. All right. So, and Corin, do you, are you back in the barrel or are you just in the back of the cart just when you go to sleep? Just in the back of the cart. All right. So, uh, you all go to sleep and you sleep for the night until in the morning you hear the crow of a rooster and it wakens you all from your slumber. Nissa and Bree in the inn in your rooms. Corin, you wake up in the back of the cart. Tiff, you sit up up on the bench of the cart where you were dozing with your head in your on your chest um, and you hear a brass band start cranking up. You look around and somewhere in the middle of town you hear roll up, roll up for the pudding fair and you look around, those of you in the end peer out the windows, uh, those of you on the cart look up the street, and you see a crowd of happy halflings and gnomes already bustling toward the fairgrounds on the, on the green. Uh, quick look around, uh, you figure it's probably only about 7 o'clock in the morning, and it is now the Honey Puddle Pudding Fair, and it is about to commence. How many, how many people are there that we see? Oh, it's, it's I mean, the, the village itself is about 100 in of, of itself and then the gnome community comes in and there's probably another hundred or so of them plus other halflings and gnomes from surrounding areas so there's there's a few hundred halflings and gnomes now just congregating toward the green at this point and then there's this one human who's like I like pudding no <laughs> only halflings and gnomes <laughs> did, did we leave all the barrels of our alcohol at the inn or did we Keep some on the cart. You left some in the cart. You left like yeah. three at the end, but you took the rest of the cart up and set up. As soon as Tiff sees people coming, he's just gonna start yelling, "Alcohol! We have alcohol!" We do. Alcohol. Oh right, yeah. We've got alcohol. It's Drink. got hops in it. Also, alcohol, which are different things. Thank you for joining us for Uncanny Adventures podcast. Come back next time to continue our adventures.